My main area of expertise is to teach children programming, to research programming education for young kids, let's say from eight until 14, more or less. And a question that I get asked very often is, why do young children need to know about programming? They already need to know so many things. They need to know math and language and healthy food and traffic. Why do you want to pile programming education on top of that? Well, software is all around us. If you walk around in a city like Amsterdam, you see Uber cars, you see houses on Airbnb, and they're all controlled by software. So the way our world looks like is, is influenced by software. And if we want to raise healthy, informed citizens, then they need to understand the algorithms behind all of that and the influence it has on them and on society as a whole. So that's why I'm very, very excited to teach children about programming. But there's lots of open questions. We know why we want to do it, but we don't exactly know how to do it. One of the issues is that elementary school teachers don't really know about programming at this point because it's not including, included in teachers' training. So how do we expect elementary school teachers to be able to teach something like programming that they don't know? So one of the things that we've experimented with is something called direct instruction. And the idea of direct instruction is rather than having children just explore a programming environment, is a teacher explains and they practice in small steps. And that might sound entirely logical to you if you teach math or language, but in programming education, lots and lots of the education is done at this point out of school, so on Saturday programs or Wednesday afternoon clubs, and those are all ran in a very exploratory way. So basically, people just give children laptops and they play a little bit around with programming and they, they pick, up, pick it up. And that comes because people my age that grew up in the 80s basically taught themselves programming. So as a field of programming, we don't really have a collective memory of how a programming lesson looks like. We have never gone to a structured programming lesson. And that's why many of those clubs that are run by software professionals are run in a very exploratory way. And what we noticed is when those people, for example, as parents or guest lecturers come to schools, they mimic that explorative form of teaching, but that doesn't really fit with teachers because teachers are used to explain and to have children practice in small steps. Now imagine when you were learning language, the teacher didn't say, hey, here's the alphabet and here's a Shakespeare book. Just read it. If you have a question, let me know. It'll be fine. No, you first practice letters and then words and then sentences and slowly you build up your understanding of language. This is also what we need to do in programming. We need to identify the small steps of programming. What do we do first? First a variable or first a loop or first a condition? What is the trajectory through all the programming steps and how are we going to practice them in isolation? That's an open research area still that I research at Leiden University together with my research group. How exactly should we pace and structure the elements of those lessons? Something else that we've tried with teachers is to integrate programming into existing coursework. Many of the programming sets that are out there are really cool robot sets or game making sets, but it very much emphasizes programming should be fun. And it's, it's only meant for people that like programming, that like robots and that like technology. But actually coming back to my first point of why children need to know about programming, programming is part of many different areas of work. So rather than just having children build games and robots, we also have them do a data visualization, for example. We have a little data set, a little Excel spreadsheet with all the earthquakes that happened since 1960. And we have children use Scratch, programming language for children, 
not really a data visualization language, but they use Scratch to plot the earthquakes on a map. And this way they learn, huh, programming can be useful if I want to be in the earth sciences. And we also have children make an artwork, for example, with Scratch. So then they learn, hey, if I want to be an artist, I could draw on paper, or maybe I use textile work, or I could use a computer. So we show the children, but also the teachers, that programming is useful in many different ways. So by these two techniques, we really support teachers in teaching programming. Firstly, we have them explain and practice in small steps so that the children slowly evolve towards the goal. And secondly, we show that programming is part of many different areas. And it is definitely not just for the computer nerds that have an inherent love of programming. It's also for people that want to do artwork or data analysis. They also benefit from having some programming knowledge. And these are things, as I said, it's still a very open and active research area. We've been teaching programming for maybe 50 years, whereas we've been teaching natural languages and math for 2,000 years, so we're really all still trying and exploring how to best teach it. So we know why we want to teach children programming, but the how is still a very active research area, and I'm, I'm super happy that I can contribute to that field. Mm -hmm.